This is the Kizzy Hardaway Podcast, and I want to salute you for tuning into another episode. I've been out of the game or out of the loop for a while. I don't know, I don't know why I go on these extended uh, breaks, but I'm, I'm back. You know, I'm back doing my podcast, my daily, my daily stuff. Um, you know, I just want to I just want to say thank you for you know pressing play on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I'm not on Spotify yet, I'm trying to get on there, but. You know, let's just get rocking. Let's get into the episode. Um, <clears throat> as always, this episode is sponsored by Recovery Mattress, R-E-C-O-V-R, mattress.com. And if you want to get a good discount, 50% off on any mattress, use the code KEZY, all capitals, and you get your mattress shipped to you directly in a box. You open it, and it pops out like a jack-in-the-box. So what I got on my agenda today? Oh, Trump. Trump beefing with LeBron. Or oh, he sent out a tweet. Referencing Don Lemon's interview with LeBron after he opened the I Promise School. Trump's been a big hater. The news nowadays is just Trump, 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 Trump. We don't see no change or anything. It's just going going on. My bad about that break. I had to put my son in his playroom. How how many two-year-olds you know with a playroom and a bedroom and still choose to sleep with their mom and dad? My son. You know, I'm hoping that that eventually he'll... He'll let go of us and go sleep in his bed, but it's not looking like that anytime soon. So if anybody got any helpful tips out there, any suggestions, I'm taking them willingly. Uh, so yeah, back to Trump beefing with LeBron. Uh, so we referenced in the tweet, Don Lemon made LeBron look smart, you know, after while they were interviewing for the I Promise School, which is a great accomplishment for an athlete of his stature to open a school. Not even Michael Jordan did that shit. All Michael Jordan and his team, Jordan Banders, keep rehashing the same fucking Jordans in different colorways, making them limited, and making the fucking public lose their fucking mind. Because every year around Christmas, every year around Easter, everybody's rocking the same kicks. Where's the diversity? Where's the individuality? Everybody's rocking the same shit. Don't nobody know shit about shoes no more. I remember when I was coming up in the game, that shit was real serious. But now it's fucking bots, apps. You don't even have to leave your house. You could, you can wake up literally at 9.55, the shoes drop at 10, log on, fucking take a shit, drink some coffee, and get a bot and just get all the shoes you want. But everybody's moving away from Jordans, hopefully, and moving to LeBron. Because LeBron is making big moves out here. He's making waves. And everybody's following his lead. Derrick Rose uh, started a scholarship. I know other people are starting scholarships. Uh, not, not just athletes, but celebrities. They're seeing that he's, he's, leading, he's leading it, and they all want to be a part of it, which we all should be. We should all be want to be a part of it. Because that school was around when I was in school, you know, single-parent single home. I would definitely be in that school. Um, so yeah, Trump called uh, Don Lemon an idiot, or he made uh, he said that nobody can make um, LeBron look that intelligent, or something vice versa. I'm saying they're all fucked up, but you can reference a tweet, and he said, "Go Mike." 
I don't know, there's been like an urban legend for a while that I've been hearing or reading that Michael Jordan invests in private security prisons. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I haven't seen anything anything concrete, but I've seen people post uh, a picture of a white Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan. Either way, Michael Jordan is still making billions of dollars off the fucking shoes that have come out 20 years ago. And I still haven't seen him do nothing besides buy the Charlotte Bobcats, Charlotte Hornets, whatever the fuck they call. Put Jordan on a jersey and expect motherfuckers to lose their mind and buy the jersey. If people are buying the jersey, it's going to be buying the old throwback Muggsy Bowes, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning. Not these new players. Who they got? Kemba Walker, Tony Parker. And he's, he's still the worst player executive. I thought LeBron was, but no. Nah, Jordan is the worst player executive or owner of a team. And... <clears throat> I just never seen him do anything to prosper or benefit the culture, not the culture, the the community in general. You know, the, the not just the sneaker, sneaker community, but the community, like communities in Chicago, with this crazy ass. Um, what did I see? Uh, a headline like fifty six people shot in one weekend in Chicago. That's ridiculous, man. Are they waking up in the morning just cocking hammers and just going, cocking their guns and just waking up and just going outside, just sniping, hitting people? That's no way to live, man. And there's, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure these uh, people that live in these communities they have PTSD, anxiety, bad, because you gotta wake up every morning, lace up your shoes, go to work, and ha- live with the thought of getting shot. That's no way to live. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm hoping they clean up those communities. Let's see what happens, but. And I just saw a video online that Chicago kids were, not the Chicago kids, Chicago cops were baiting kids at a playground in Chicago with a sneaker truck with Nike on it. So when the kids come, like, thinking they're getting free swag, they're, fuck, they're getting arrested or interrogated or just put in cuffs and just being hassled for no reason. If this is Chicago taxes to, to get uh, bad guys or, per, or, like, arrest perps or whatever, fuck Chicago cops, man. Man. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to watch that show Chicago no more after the way it ended. Because that was some bullshit. That's some fucked up shit. No kid should be... No kid living in an area like that should get their hopes up to get a pair of free... Sh- uh, to get a pair of free shoes and to get arrested. Like, where did they do that? What kind of... Sh- who's approving that? Like, who is the commissioner of that? Of the Chicago police? Fucking Trump Jr. Or whoever the fuck is fucked up in the, the, the country nowadays? That's one controversy. Then another controversy was Madden censoring Colin Kaepernick's name. I didn't know his name hold that much weight that the NFL or Madden or EA Sports had, you know, had to do that to censor his name. Like take the song, the Big Bang song, YG Big Bang song, and censor it. Like somebody had to sit there with the placement and censor it right on cue, re-upload it into the to the soundtrack, and then. Mix and master, make sure it's in the game, and then play it. Nobody at EA Sports, I know there's people of color there, they were rocking with that, like, seriously? And now they send out this update that they're going to send a patch with the update with the name and the song. You got, you guys already lost your uh, credibility, but they're not, because they already, they're like the biggest, one of the biggest, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, EA Sports it's, does, does it all sports, FIFA, MLB, fucking M, uh, NBA 2K I don't know what they are NBA 2K Whatever And Madden Like they own All the sports right now So they're not gonna lose any money But people should really 
you know, take a stand against it. Like, nah, we ain't rocking with EA Sports for doing that fucked up shit. But we're all going to watch football. We're all going to get wake up on Sunday, uh, start our day, start pre-gaming, and go to games because people love football. It's the American way, but it's, they sh- people should still take note. Like, this, this shit shouldn't slide. Like, that was a fucked up part on EA Sports. And, you know, YG, Big Sean, uh... They weren't rocking with that two chains. I haven't seen two chains saying anything or Nicki Minaj. I mean, I could. I bet they don't really don't care. You know, then they they're getting a bag. They're on a single with mustard on the beat, and you know they go about their lives because I'm pretty sure they're just out here trying to get it. Because you never know when you're not gonna get it. <clears throat> so YG he went to the Breakfast Club yesterday or two days ago. You know, promoting his album Stay Drink Stay Dangerous. Um, I'll give my review on that album at the end of the po- uh, toward the end of the podcast. But once again, the beef came up with Takashi Six Nine. You know, playing blood like Takashi's the um, at this at this point in the game, he is a master troll. He has the troll principles, ethics, code, everything down to a T. He can troll the shit out of you with just anything. I don't know how this kid's mastered it. He's learned for Fifty Cent, obviously, but he's taking it taking it to another another level. So, he tweeted that YG had Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, 2 chains on his lead single, and he just had, and Takashi just had Nicki on his Fifi, and who did the, who did, whose record was the biggest? Obviously Fifi, because in today's game, the YouTube, the kids, they like this kid Takashi, and in all honesty, he, in all honesty, he makes good songs, it's just his character, it's kind of, you know, he has different stages, like he's likable, then he can be dislikable, but he can make songs and <clears throat> he has the YouTube corner on lock. You will click his video on YouTube and a bunch of other thumbnails for every other, every of his other songs will pop up. So the kids will keep clicking and clicking and the kids like the the trolling and the, the hair and the jewelry and the rainbow grill. And in a sense, it's working for him because YouTube, I believe, is going to be a big, big music streamer. Just I don't know what algorithm or what theory they're using, law, Newton's law, but I know they're not using that same algorithm that Mark, I mean Mark Zuckerberg using the the social club like he drew it on that window and it's just like a hot or not uh, algorithm and you pick left right who's hot who's not. So I know I hope they're not using that same uh, thing at YouTube where the song is hot and it's not, but. YouTube people, a lot of people listen to music on YouTube. I was honestly uh, shocked. I talked to people, say, "Yeah, I have a playlist on YouTube." I'm like, "But I thought you just watch videos on YouTube." And sometimes when you can't find a song you listen to on YouTube, so I don't know. This uh, streaming wars might be heating up between Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal, and YouTube and Google Play. Let's see who wins at the end of the day. But why do you beefing with Takashi, calling them out, saying I'm fucking up in these streets? Takashi went ahead and <clears throat> did an IG video, bringing up one of IG's first hits, songs, Tutored and Booted. I I really don't remember that song, so I had to go back, do my Googles, and I found a song, and it's not the YG we know nowadays, but I uh, I could recognize that he probably was just trying to get in the game, put his foot in the door. He had a young tie on there, and he did a song. Hey, you can't knock the hustle. He had to put something out, and... He eventually found his identity, eventually found his persona, and he, he is the YG we know nowadays, the super blood. And I just I just hope it doesn't heat up, go any further than just Instagram tweets and posts and whatever. But 
Before I go any further, can somebody break down that handgun song to me? The lead single off the Staying Dangerous with uh, ASAP Rocky. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about in that song. Is he talking about like... Or is he talking about busting down uh, on Gucci Rug and this and that? But the video suspect too. Like there's like military and he's shouting and kids and whispering in guys' ears. I just... I need to know like what what does it mean like what's the the basis of the song is it busting down holes and shit I don't know the beat is dope but the song just makes no no sense to me like one of alright so the song title was handgun and he busts out what is it let me see I'm gonna read the chorus to you if you haven't got a chance, check it out. I just bought me a handgun and that shit came with the drum. Do a nigga fast like and one. I need a bag then then some. Uh, uh. I hop out the tub. My feet land on Gucci rug. Eat it up to slide in there and make her tell her who she love. Uh, uh. Where the hell? What does that have to do with handgun? I have no idea. <clears throat> so now into my reviews for this past weekend. The three releases that came out. The three or uh, the four major releases that came out. YG Stay, Stay Dangerous was one. Mac Miller Swimming. Um, Moneybag Yo, Bet on Me, and Travis Scott Astro World. Alright, so YG the Stay Dangerous. If you hear those little to- talking Tom cats, I've been interrupted by my son. He wants to come and sit right next to me while I do my podcast. Karim, be be quiet. Shh. Alright. So the YG, the YG Stay Dangerous, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to hear DJ Mustard and YG doing music together. You know, we all like Mustard's uh, high tempo beats. It's it's really, the, it's just like a one-time listen to me personally. It, it has some songs like The Power with Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Bompton's Finest. Those are good, those are good songs, you know. And... At the end of the day, it's just a cool a cool album. It's like, if you like YG, I think you're going to like it. I like YG. He's cool, but it's nothing like his first album to me, the My Crazy Life. That was just, I felt like he was like speaking to me, like doing, it was like a movie. But now I know people get money. We, we all get rich, you know. Sometimes you got to go Hollywood. And I don't know. It's got some good beats. I'll, I'll tell you that. All right, I'm moving on to the Mac Miller Swimming. Didn't listen to it. I haven't got a chance. Haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. I don't think I'm listening to it. Moving on. Moneybag Yo. I'm a huge Moneybag Yo fans. I mean, everybody, anybody that knows me, love knows I love trap music. And I'm lowering my son's tablet because he's loud as hell. I'm a I, the the mixtape or the EP. It got Gunna, Lil Baby, Young Thug. It's a it's a well put together EP, and it should tied tied us over until Money Bag drops his debut album. Um, what else stands out to me? Um, a lot of the songs stand out to me. You know, he he got he he could rap, and he got some good songs. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to Travis Scott Astro World. Astro World is right now the hottest album out. It dethroned Scorpion, even though I still haven't listened to Scorpion. And I have no... I have no... I have no interest in listening to it. Hey! Shh! I'm doing my podcast. I have no interest in listening to it, so I moved... Uh, even though I gotta say, 
Drake did he he did skate on sickle mode. It hurts me to say it. It pains me to say that. Cutting, I'm doing my I'm kind of my podcast, please. All right, it pains me to say that he's skating on that. But Travis Scott pulled out everybody on Astro World. Alright. Alright, so back to Astro World. If you've been listening to Travis Scott, Travis Scott since the beginning of his career, prior prior to um, you know, when he did his uh when he was on the a cruel cruel winter album, you know, he did a feature on there. He did a feature on the Jay Z Magna Carter. And then he dropped his Owl Owl Pharaoh. And you already know he was on to something. It, it, the album had a storyline. It was cohesive. It was had a lot of great, great production on it. Good features. <laughs> this is how dedicated I am to podcasting. That I'm over here trying to make sure my son's okay so I can get back to it. But yeah, so on Owl Pharaoh, you you already knew he was on to something because he he got together a bunch of artists. And he didn't just put them together, but he had them strategically placed on each track. And the production was good. And still no album came out after that. And then the following year, uh, days before the rodeo came out, and he just took it to the next level. Uh, the song with Young Thug, Skyfall. The song with Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan, Mamacita. He had Migos on there, Sloppy Toppy. It's just... Was a great album, great mixtape from beginning to end. And after those two mixtapes came out, he had fans really w- waiting on his next move. We, we honestly did not know what was gonna come next. We never knew if Rodeo was gonna drop. We just, we just thought he's gonna keep putting out mixtapes. But then when Rodeo dropped, holy shit! As you heard from the beginning of the podcast, I dropped it with the thirty five hundred for the coat. That that was a Metro booming beat. Future Two Chains. The song is like eight minutes long, and it's a great song. You can listen to it all the way, repeatedly, repeatedly, for up to twenty minutes. And that was a storyline too, kind of in the vein of Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon, where Common was narrating it. But on um, Rodeo, Travis Scott's Rodeo, Ti was narrating it, and it went it went with it. It's just, I mean, he is signed a Grand Hustle, and. When that album ended, even though I can't find that fucking song nowhere, the Maria I'm Drunk with Young Thug and Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber dropped bars on that song, and it's a good song. If you're drinking, you want to listen to something, listen to that song. If you could find it out there, if you bought it, I don't know how you could stream it and send it to me, but definitely listen to that Maria I'm Drunk. Um, so Rodeo drop. He's already he's uh he's not a, he's not in a double XL freshman. I I believe he was already, but now he's in the game. You know, he did his debut album. And when Birds in a Trap Sing McKnight dropped, that sh- that honestly came out of the left field. Nobody knew when it was coming out, but it just dropped. Woo! Andre 3000, Kendrick, Kid Cudi, uh, Swiss Beats sample in it, 21 Savage, Bryson Tiller, Cassie. What a very, very, very well put together album. The sounds on there were just loud and dark. And but there were trap beats, and there, you know, Travis is not the best rapper. I don't, he's a rapper, but he's not a lyricist rapper. He's a in the flow rapper to the song, in the mood rapper. And honestly, I thought he was gonna win a Grammy off of that because that was a that was just a great album from beginning to end, from the end to well, I don't know the name of the last song. I mean, listen to the song "Coordinate" with um, Black Youngster. If that doesn't get your date get your day started, you are literally dead inside. Listen to that if you want to get your day started. Alright, so Travis, he dropped Birds in the Trap Sing Midnight. 
he, I mean, he kind of has a, a, a ear for like new artists. I mean, he had Nav on there. I never heard of Nav before that. Uh, the white, white girls and the whatever sipping on whatever. You know, not only Nav. Uh, I honestly never heard of him before that song. But then Nav went on to do his thing and had his run. But um, Travis Scott got Kylie Jenner pregnant, had a baby, uh, and now he had he had everybody amped up again. Astro, 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 Astro World. So when it came out, we all we are we, we you knew what to expect. You knew it was gonna be a grand uh, upper echelon album. You knew it was gonna it's gonna blow you away, and it did. Start from Frank Ocean coming up on Carousel from Sicko Mode. The way it was structured, the song to start the song with Drake, cut his ver- cut his beginning of his verse, start your song, start your verses, and then come back and finish it with Drake, and then you come in on Drake's verse. That was excellent sequencing. And then the weekend, Pharrell, uh, Nav and Gunna, um, the 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 Migos, with the exception of Offset. I, I like that that new thing that that that's coming out or becoming a trend or a fad, where you release your your album and you don't know who's gonna pop up on what. You just know when you hear the the voice, or the the lyrics, you're like, oh shit, that's Frank Ocean. I haven't heard Frank Ocean in a minute. But this is gonna get this album's gonna get played till the end of the year or until something else comes out. That only like a topic for the rest of the year. So right now this this is entered my top five for the year with Victory Lap. Um, Black Panther soundtrack, Daytona, uh, Beast Mode, and then this. I'm gonna I'm gonna include that in there. So yeah, check those five out if you haven't gotten a chance. Also, that that concludes the end of this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna try to put out more. It's, it's, it just be like not difficult, but just trying to get the time in. As you can hear, I'm over here watching my son while he does um, Daddy Finger, Daddy Finger. But yeah, this is the Keezy Hardaway Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, send me a comment. I'm on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Follow me on Twitter, Keezy Hardaway. That's, that's where you can reach me at best. So yeah, I'm out.